0: What's up? Welcome to episode 49 of The Kraken Pod, a podcast for Seattle Kraken fans, those new and old to hockey and hockey fans looking to have some fun. Along with you, we try to go into what lies beneath when it comes to everything Seattle Kraken and the NHL. Joey just cracked a beer, so welcome to it. I'm pretty pumped. And we have regular season hockey to talk about. We will discuss the good, the bad and the ugly. I think you can figure out what the ugly is. A note of questions, the Dasher boards, the dreaded digital Dasher boards. Lots of talk about that this week. So we'll discuss too. So let's get right into it. We got some Kraken hockey to talk about. Welcome to episode 49 of The Kraken Pod. going on my name is jeff Janusic. i'm coming to you uh, live from the kids playroom which i'm turning into uh, a, a hockey central like uh like toronto a war room i've got the tv on ready to watch the the kraken game that's coming up here in a little bit um with the uh, the canes in town and this is my friend and co-host who just who just cracked a beer his name is joey
1: cirillo cracking a freshie over here man
0: what, what are you cracking I, I uh what are you what are you cracking about cracking
1: that's a good question. Let me, uh, cause I got a koozie on cause now that I live in New Orleans, I never have a beer without a koozie, uh, oh, yeah. Sierra Nevada, hazy little
0: things. IPA pretty solid. Good. I yeah. thought about it, man, but I had some wine and beers over the weekend. I was like, you know what? Well, oh, I could tell you were firing off. Like I, like your,
1: your glass half full Ted Lasso persona is so amplified when you've been drinking, and now I feel like I know you so well that like, I'll see like one tweet and I'm like, oh yeah, this guy's had a couple glasses of wine. He is feeling yep. it. I love yep. it because I usually oh, go yeah. like, no, no it was fun. <laughs> you went on like, the darkness. I'm, I'm, I'm that comes. Beers. Yeah. I have a couple beers and I'm like, oh, this team is going to fucking suck tonight. And you're <laughs> the opposite. You're like, we got this. We're down three, nothing. But here we go. Next, next team that scores wins and then the other team scores are like that's okay that's fine keep keep hey, going guys
0: <laughs> i was correct i was correct in my analysis about that one i mean You're look the the wine and the beer has definitely helped on saturday night man that that golden knights game wow i mean i I, rem- I remember last season talking about when the knights were hammering us about their transition game and now we had no transition game well we went and got mm-hmm. a transition game and they yeah. out transition transitioned our transition game like that was that was pure filth. We got destroyed. But you know, look, we 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 should we should get into it a little bit more. How's your week been? You've been you've been good? Week's been good. I mean, it's only Monday night, but it's been a crazy Monday, hence why I'm cracking
1: the beer, because Mondays are kind of the shit storm for me, as I'm sure they are for you as well. Um, I have some good news though, and this is gonna cheer me up a little bit selfishly, because I'm still trying to recover from the Mariners having their season end oh, by the franchise in baseball, followed back to back. Uh, with the Kraken just getting blown out at home. Uh, that was a hard night because like, I couldn't even like tweet funny stuff out. Like I-, I was so down and out just watching these games. I'm like, I just want to go to bed. But anyways, I have something uh, that I wanted to surprise you with. So I have to shout out James Sullivan. So James Sullivan is an OG fan of the podcast. I mean, we've been doing it for a year, but he's one of the first <laughs> that started listening to us and has been vocal about his support. And a while back, he sent us a message and he was like, Hey, I, I picked up something for y'all. I want to send it to you. And I'm like, are we already getting fan mail? Like, this is crazy. And anyways, so, you know, fast forward ever, however many months later, and we have a package in the mail. I just opened it up and I want to share it with you. So you have no idea what's in this thing.
0: No, I he, will. So He hit Go us ahead. up in the DMS. I'm sorry. He has hit us up in the cracking uh, pod DMS and said he was sending some stuff. Yes. Um, but no, this is a surprise to me. I didn't know it showed, showed up. And, you know, yeah, sweet. I can't wait to
1: see what it is. All right. So he wrote a little letter here. And James, if you don't want this read out loud, I'm sorry, because I'm doing it now. So here you go. <laughs> the letter <laughs> letter reads, <laughs> earmuffs. earmuffs. The letter reads, now you, earmuffs, fuckers, <laughs> have an excuse <laughs> to be in the depths whenever and wherever. I love the show, guys. I will definitely be stoked when you guys make it up for a game. We will all see you then. Jaeger bombs. On me signed James Sullivan and Mom, Mrs. Tina Fisher. So shout out to James. Shout out to Miss Tina Fisher. And you want me to see you want to see this gift now? I mean, I'm gonna describe yeah. it Yeah, no, dude. Track. I assume dude. it's some sort of booze. Check these out. Check out the death beanies. Oh, you want to each sweet. have one? How badass are these? So it says the depths Seattle Kraken, and it's a beanie. Now I made a joke to you. I was like, I won't tell you what they are. But being that we live in New Orleans, there might be two days a year where we can wear this. And that's fine because I needed a new beanie anyways. I am going to rock the shit out of this. And when we go up to Seattle, we're going to have to rock these. But, dude, these are freaking awesome. He did not have to do that. Nobody has to send us anything. But the fact that he didn't thought of us was awesome. So thank you
0: very much. Big game, James. Dude, that's awesome. Thank you for doing that. That's sweet. That's like, uh, you know, it's like my third or fourth piece of Kraken gear. So I really appreciate it. That's, re- Hey, look, that's that's really nice of James to do that sort of thing. It, it blows my mind that, you know, we started this podcast just over a year ago um, to have some fun and talk about hockey and, you know, try and grow something. And it's it's something for sure, because there's people that actually talk to us still after we started this. And then yes. now we've got people <laughs> sending us things too. So, uh, yeah. James, you again, you did not have to do that, dude. But I, when we get to Seattle, when we get to Seattle and I'm, I'm still hoping and, and praying that it happens sometime in 2023, uh, to watch a game, you are definitely first on the list. Okay. So like the, you know, the yeah. VIP list to meet the Kraken pod, uh, there's probably only going to be needed like two slots. You're yeah, two number one. Slots. Yeah. yeah.
1: There's no mm-hmm. real actual list. And I love the gift so much that I will not turn down the Jaeger bomb. Just the thought of it makes me want to vomit but out of respect for James and his sweet mother, I have to take the Jaeger bomb now. Like we have to do a Jaeger bomb.
0: I, I would talk, I used to love Jaeger bombs. We talked about this and yeah, I, I used to love them. There was one time um, when I was still working in radio in Cincinnati, Ohio. And um, one of the reasons I started to, to want to get out of radio is because I, I still had to host a uh, club show sometimes. And what that would involve was me going to this you know, club where it was like 20 year olds grinding on each other. Nice. And at the time I was like 30, 30 something. Right. Oh, not but nice. Once a month I had to go do this as part of my job. And I was like, I'm part of the morning show. Like I shouldn't have to go do this. It's like, well, everybody's got to do it, man. So like I would go and I would sit in like the DJ booth who was, you know, a guy from the station who was really cool. I just hang with him and uh, we drink some Jager bombs and, and then I would just like talk in the mic and I, so, but I would like avoid, people because it was like just you know a sweaty massive like if i was 21 i would have been awesome but i was like 33 and married and i'm like this is i don't want to be anywhere near this but the jager bombs remind me of that that was the only good time me and my buddy uh dj Saab was his name he's still around uh we used to do the jager bombs up there so and like the car like s-a-a-b uh he one a less so okay Yes, okay, gotcha. uh, okay. which remind which reminds me. I saw a lot of sobs in the Pacific Northwest. There's a ton of them up there, which is crazy. Um, yeah,
1: so Subaru's, yeah, it seems pretty. It's pretty common. Mm-hmm.
0: Sob Subaru, yeah, it's it anyway. So long story short is definitely James doing a bomb with you. And I thought about this, you know, Joey, when we go to Seattle. Like sincerely, we. We're going to we're going to be able to meet like a bunch of people that we tweet with, you know, a a Brandon 32 crew, all the people that always go and hang out with them. I mean, that's probably like 15, 20 people. So, like, we'll have a chance to meet them. Like, what's neat is, you know, they're fans of our show, but I'm also fans of them on Twitter. Like, I feel like it's a cracking pod Twitter family. Right. But man I'm already thinking we have no dates, but I'm already worried like i can't get that messed up you know what i'm saying like but it's gonna be tough <laughs> that's gonna be hard you know what I'm i mean like,
1: because i'm still in training for this so i think I'm i worry okay but if every person buys us one drink then i think we're fucked um oh. yeah it's not just twitter it's like the the, the facebook's taken off and and also it's just overall people that listen and support the podcast who we very 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 much appreciate i mean sincerely this is pretty crazy but um yeah, I like can't, can't thank y'all enough. And we know that when the date comes and listen, like we get a handful of DMS as well with people legitimately being like, Hey, my tickets are yours. Just tell me when you're coming. Seriously. up." I, I, we promise that the minute that we know when we are going up there, that we will let everybody know. And then we can coordinate because we can do a whole, you know, get together, maybe even record a live pocket. We'll figure it out. Like we'll, we'll have a lot to to do in the meantime, but uh, yeah, everybody's been super supportive. Uh, Jeff is is trying to say he can't get too messed up, but that just sounds like a, a challenge for people to get Jeff uh, fucked up. So he's oh going, in, going to climb it, oh no. nice and oh. toasty. Meanwhile, was, was like never... of the course for me, man. PAC no. is like a resting too, you know. Dude, I will never be allowed to travel on my own again. Okay, no, you will not. And honestly, like all jokes aside, I I do not want to ruin that for you. In fact, I want to do the opposite. I will be the supportive one. Um, to soak uh, it up. I want. I want. I want your wife to be like, you know what? Like, I met Joey. Uh, you know, on the parade route during (laughs) Mardi Gras. And he was rocking a fanny pack and he had like eight beers on him. And he was definitely like 10 deep. But with that being said, after this trip, I can now trust him. You know what the go-to move is? Is kind of like a sneaky move here yeah. is we just need to bring up a lot of liquid IV and then we'll get drinks. I love that stuff. Like a vodka Sprite. And you can pour the liquid IV into the drink. So now we're starting to replenish our bodies while we're getting hammered. I'm telling you, man,
0: there's levels to this. Whoa,
1: that's next oh, yeah. level stuff right there. I know. I know. As a person who's is- like far too much i've sadly i've thought about this a lot
0: (laughs) joey god forbid i take personal responsibility you're right so like it's it's like oh if i get handed something i gotta drink it right it's like of course i couldn't have some sort of willpower to say oh thank you yeah but i know
1: how things work because like i've always you know been the friend where it's it's either it's either a hit or miss it's like oh you went out with joey oh how'd that go you end up hammered and blacking out and passing out somewhere (laughs) or we find a way to take care of each other right so your wife is like i'm glad you had a good time you enjoyed yourself but nothing was too crazy you know in the future we can do this again so i'm I'm thinking about
0: the future here this is chess not checkers that's right fast forward we're on the top of the space needle like uh Pissing off the top, yeah. No, I was gonna say jumping off the top, like in, uh, like in the other guys in the beginning. <laughs> they just At, jump off the building. <laughs> actually, there was. Now I'm thinking of another story. Is uh, I forgot what this. I think what was it? Ten. Probably my hockey buddies from Northwest Arkansas. We went on a hockey trip to, uh, to St. Louis to watch the Blues, and I think it was the Red Wings, and we ended up peeing on the arch. <laughs> so, oh my
1: god! I like sorry. how. It's funny because like you always like you have another side to you, and every once in a while it creeps out a little bit, and it's funny because oh, it going up there and and I'm up there having a good time and I drink and watch the game and par for the course. The next thing I know, I'm like, is Jeff pissing on the space? Like, not you would not do that to the space you needle know, because I wouldn't no. allow it. But. No. I, I i'm just saying like, it would be funny if you ended up being the wild card and then your wife is like i can't believe that joey let i'm like he did that to himself <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly he right he's saying hockey trip 2023 and chanting to himself i don't know what's going on he's it's done a bunch crazy. of bombs he has no idea who he's,
0: he's not moving back he's living with bigfoot now out in the pacific northwest <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: he's in the woods just wearing nothing but a freaking <laughs> and sweater running around barefoot <laughs> oh
0: Well, James, dude, that was awesome. Thank you for that gift. Thank you for the beanies. And another gift we received in the past few days was Kraken regular season hockey. So let's get to it. Welcome to your Kraken reaction. So, Joey, I had this really epic thought about how to describe, you know, the last three games. And uh, I I felt like I was going to break this down fantastically. But uh, mm-hmm. when I talked to you earlier today, the only thing I could come up with and the only thing I wrote down, I don't know if it's writer's block or whatever you call it, I social media that. block, but all I had was the good, the bad, the ugly to describe the last, uh, you know, the the first three games of the season. Yes. And um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, so first of all, let's, let's, let's outline something really quick is your Seattle Kraken. Um, they are currently uh, third in the Pacific division. Um, I believe we have six points or five points along those lines. My standings one, one and one. Yep, My standings just went out the window. Um, Mm -hmm. But we also, too, are one of the this is crazy. We are one of the highest scoring teams in the league, even after the fiasco against the Golden Knights. Mm -hmm. So we have something going on. The Seattle Kraken of its official. This is official. This is what you might see on ESPN or TSN later today. The Seattle Kraken have something going on. So
1: <laughs> coming up next on ESPN, the Seattle Kraken, something going on? Question mark.
0: Pretty awesome. You know, look, so <laughs> real quick, opening night in Anaheim, we lose 5-4 in OT. But there's some that was that was that was the bad. The good, Thursday destroying the Kings, right? Which mm-hmm. was fantastic. And then the ugly was the home opener yes. against the Golden Knights, which is just, I mean, brutal. I mean, just like what? A, like, And then the Mariners lost. They should have canceled <sighs> the game. After the Mariners lost, they really should have canceled the game because the energy literally avalanched and I can't think of a better word, but they just it just avalanched right into Climate Pledge I, Arena. I could
1: feel it in New Orleans. I legitimately could feel the energy and it was not a good energy here. Well,
0: and I tried to power through it, man, and
1: it was not it was not going well.
0: I so look, you know, I, I'm I'm all in on the Kraken and look, I'm not a big baseball guy, so I don't really follow the Mariners. I was rooting for the Mariners, but I'm not invested like you are. You're a lifelong Mariners fan. Yeah. So I was able to kind of like disassociate from that at least. um, But I I still felt it. I knew it was going on. Like I was empathetic to the Mariners, uh, you know, uh, sorrows, which literally you could feel it in the building. Like nothing was going on. We were getting destroyed. We got hosed. I don't know what was going on, but like we just got, wrecked so anyway let's go back to that first that first game the the ot loss in anaheim where i think there was a lot of excitement uh, around just the fact that oh my god we were scoring goals which is pretty impressive but uh mm-hmm. you know which th- the killer was you know we went down one nothing within what uh two less minutes than a minute. or less, less than, than a minute. minute
1: into the game yep absolutely
0: and cra- crack and I- shit
1: reared its ugly head yeah, and I was like, that actually might be the first Kraken shit of this season. I don't know what it is, and we'll go into this a, a little bit more here as we go more into like the good, the bad, and the ugly. But the early scoring against the Kraken is the problem. It was a problem last season. Um, very small sample size, right? Like three games. We're not going to hit the panic button. The only thing worse than a preseason overreaction is everyone reacting to three games. Like, there's 79 games left in the season, right? 79 <laughs> right. plus three. I can't do math. Yep. Um Yep. Yeah. So like, let's, let's all pump the brakes here. But with that being said, like, you know, you watch the team and as we do, we watch every single game. We're taking notes on these things. This is a pattern. Hopefully it's not a pattern for the rest of the season. We jokingly call these things crack and shit and crack and shit did happen, but let's talk about the positives here, man. Like the Kraken had 22 shots on goal in the first period. Yes. The franchise is only a year long, but that's a new franchise mark. Uh, their previous mark from last year was 19 shots on goal. Uh, they had 48 shots uh, on net throughout the entire game, which is also a franchise mark. You got to see Matty Beniers. He had a goal and he had a, had an assist. That was his first multi-point NHL game. One of the first of many. By the way, that Calder bet that I have is a freaking lock. I can't believe. like, oh if that is still, I'm pretty sure you can bet on that throughout the course of the season. I'm sure the odds have gone down. I'm telling people right now, and I've been banging this drum, put money on that as soon as you can. But anyways, uh, other things that were exciting were Uh, both Burakovsky and Bjorkstrand scored. And not only did they score, those guys are shooting freaking snipes. Every time those dudes have the puck, they are a threat to put it in the back of the net. And it's really cool because like, you're looking at the lines of the Kraken for the first game and legitimately, like the third line of the Kraken this year was like our first line last year. So like the team improvement is there. And like the power play was so damn strong. They had three power play goals in this game alone, unbelievable. That was awesome. And then moving on, you know, to go from the good to the bad or whatever, like the Kraken ended up losing this game in overtime in a game in which they outshot the freaking Ducks by 21 shots, man. Like it blows my mind. They let it get to a point. When he had a severe mistake and for some reason thought it'd be a good idea to leave Trevor Zegers of all people wide open. And he ends up tying the game 4-4 in the third. Um, and and ends up going into overtime, and overtime lasted what felt like two seconds because the the Ducks uh put us away pretty quick.
0: It there was look, there was so much to unwrap in this game, but I can't get over the positives. I can't get over the fact power play goals, scoring goals look strong, PP, strong, PP, super strong, PP, horn star, PP, huge, PP. No, we're supposed to. The joke is we're not supposed to like go directly to the porn. Oh, stuff. sorry. Like, well, I made a, I made, a, make,
1: I made a Peter North reference, and like five people got it. Thank God. <laughs> oh, I'm like we're at right the Peter North of the NHL right now. Our
0: PP is so strong. What's awesome is I think. And that's that may be the i that the fans of the Kraken pod they're able to pick apart who's tweeting what, so uh, oh, yeah, yes. very easily, yes, <laughs> yes, very easily, which is fantastic. Although, any PP, you know, jokes like you know, power play jokes that could come from either one of us, okay? Now, where you go after the first initial joke, that's where you kind of determine, like, if yes. you get to a South Park, you know, gif, uh, or uh, you know, screenshot yeah uh, uh, randy covered in like jizz that's clear okay, okay yeah, yeah My, will, the funny okay
1: well, i will have to see your most i will i will say though and you're really good at doing this you do it on purpose to, like mess with me a little bit you get in certain moods and you start doing like feisty like feisty twitter and you're yeah. on there and you're yeah. saying stuff and everyone's yeah. like oh joey blah 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 and i'm like watching the game I'm, like what <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna get, so get you I canceled picture, i just picture you in your living room just laughing being like oh this is hilarious that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna get you canceled
0: you know, so what, <laughs> all right. So let's let's uh we don't talk about goalies, but we should. Um that's yeah, we need we need to talk about this. Sorry, if any way I can work in conto into the, the podcast, I'm gonna do that. So cool. um yeah, it's a, it's a kid thing. Um <laughs> we do have to talk about goaltending because you know I'm we're three games in and I'd like today, Allison L she tweeted, she's like, Looks like we've already reached the everyone's a GM phase. Of, of the season. And we're only three games in and it's true, but you know, I, I, I got like, yeah. Yeah. to see some good goaltending. I mean, yes. we saw it. We saw a great effort against the Kings. Yes, we really did. But early goals are a big problem. Mm-hmm. Um We, that's a goaltending thing. Like you've got to be ready and fire it up and like totally dialed in. I think the other goals that that could be an issue you know what i mean like if against las vegas if they don't get that goal within the first what 19 12, seconds or whatever 12 it was seconds. yeah 12 i wrote seconds. It down
1: 12 seconds the the record against us is 11 seconds from last year and we were 1 second off from tying that record it's not good especially against a team that good you might as well just call the game
0: Exactly. So, you know, I think that took that takes the the win out of the sales. You're playing catch up immediately. It's hard to get that going. That you know, having that pressure of like, oh, we got to score. It's not good. So, you know, if there's any negative that I'm going to address, it's, it, it is the goaltending. We need to see some strong goaltending. I mean, I want, I really want Philip Grubauer to succeed. But I'm Same. also, I'm still sitting here going like, all right, Grub, you, you know, you got to show me what's up. I need to, I need to see this like spark, this energy. And I know it's there. I know it's there. But, you know, so we lose in overtime, which was lame uh, to the Anaheim Ducks, uh, who are not that great. And then Thursday, the very next night, which I, I forgot about, actually, for a second. It's like, oh, sweet. Two games in a row. It's pretty awesome. How dare you? But I yes. know.
1: How dare um, you have life?
0: Dude, I, I, uh, I love to see. You know, first of all, right now, tied for your uh, you know, your team scoring lead is your your two newest guys, really two of the newest guys. Andre Brokoski, and then you've got Matty Beneers. They're tied with four points each. Yeah. Um, but I'm liking that there's some pressure off some of these other guys and a healthy Jaden Schwartz. Um, he's got three points right now and he mm-hmm. kicks off the goal scoring uh, against the Kings with a sweet backy. How about that?
1: not only was it a sweet backy, but when we went over our team preview last week, I picked two of the old heads to lead in sweet backies and Jaden Schwartz was one of them. So when he got the sweet backy and I was like, you're welcome. I'm over here like freaking hockey Nostradamus. Um, No, that was absolutely great. And I also have to give credit specifically to Eddie O on the call for this game. Well, like him and John Forslund in particular, but like the whole root sports uh, crew, they are fantastic. Like, As I'm watching this game and I'm hearing the banter between Forslund and Eddie O, legitimately the entire time I'm like, and I said this before, and I'll keep saying it so I don't care. We are so freaking hashtag blessed to have the crew that we have calling these games because not only was like genuinely laughing out loud because they are so funny with their banter. Like I love it when Forslund especially starts showing a little bit of his personality, but also on top of that, like they're so in tune with the game and can teach us so much, and they do it in a way to where idiots like me can can pick up on it. And I'm specifically referencing the point in the game where there was a power play. It was getting ready to wrap it up, and Jonesy was on the other end of the ice. The Kraken were controlling the puck, and he was tapping the ice with his stick, to let the team know the power play was about to come to an end. Now, as he was talking about that, they actually showed an angle where they show Jonesy like in the background, and you could see him doing it. And as he was doing that, the Kraken, the power play is about to end. And then Beneer sets up Wenny and it ends up being technically not a power play goal because it happened a second later, but Wenny puts it in the back of the net. So those are things that I didn't even know happened during a game because I'm still so new and learning the game of hockey. But hearing stuff like that really is a difference maker for me.
0: Uh, that's awesome. So, I, I, it is. There's things that you take for granted, um, you know, watching hockey your entire life. And I knew, I knew that was a thing, and but I never, you know, never thought to talk about it. That sort of mm-hmm. thing, you know what I mean? So, like the fact that these guys are so in tune, like you said. They're explaining hockey to everybody, and reminding people about these sorts of things. It's just we really are very lucky to have such a talented broadcast team between those two, Forslund and uh, and Eddie O. I mean, that's like I mean, literally like an all star uh, announcer team is on on TV with us every single night, which, by the way, heads up, is the Kraken Canes game. Uh, the second game at Climate Pledge Arena is literally just the 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 Kraken just won the opening face off. So nice. I've got okay. it I've got it on the screen right now. So I'm watching okay, this perfect. game. Yeah,
1: keep us updated. And for those that have not or you know are new to the podcast or missed an episode from last year, there are a couple of times where we have to record while a game is being played. And we will do not like a play-by-play, but we will certainly overreact to things. And Jeff will keep us updated as we uh, go through the podcast here. So another thing from this game, there's so many things, by the way, that I loved about this game. Great Um, game. Larson gets hacked in the back of the knee. It was a cheap shot, which, by the way, did you see that freaking Crosby did that the same night, like an hour prior? I know you saw it. bitch.
0: hate that guy. Yeah. Uh
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> tell you what one of the best uh, ever no, but but he man really like crosby's mad you seem just like just hack out a dude's leg i'm like what the fuck man are you serious he's the
0: tom brady of the nhl you know like tablets and
1: knees bro tablets and knees he treats them all the same yeah it no, it's matter. like you can't
0: you can't you can you can train wreck some other quarterbacks and get you know uh yeah. and not get a call right but then uh you, you touch him touch tom brady and that's the thing that's one of that, his that, fake hairs on his
1: head and it's a wrap that's now exactly he looks like right. a weird ventriloquist doll. He's done so much <laughs> work to his face. It's like sunk uh, in. It's like he's dead for five years. But anyways, the reason why Lars, that Lars,
0: get, is, Lars gets the empty netter.
1: Oh, he gets the empty netter. So he gets the empty netter, and it's obviously a revenge goal, which is great. And then so I'm laughing, right, because as this game is going on the entire time, it's so chippy. And the more you watch hockey, the more you start to realize, like, oh, shit, like these guys might be going at it because they've been jonesing for each other. And freaking Lemieux, this punk, uh picks a fight with Yanni. So first off, you pick a fight with one of the most beloved members of the Kraken, not like not only with the fan base, but within the organization. Dude, and I think I tweeted out, I was like, You're down four to one. Like just fuck it. like I don't know what I said, but I was really annoyed by it because I'm like, this is this is beer league shit. This is amateur hockey. This is trash hockey. You're down four to one, and you're going to pick a fight with one of the uh uh associate captains like on the team. I don't know what you're thinking. And it's funny because, like, Yanni's getting punched in the head, and he's doing the thing that we all love and missed, which is he's laughing the entire time it's happening as he's taking, like, shot after shot to the the face. That's the best. The best part about all of that was that after the game, Donato, of all freaking people, Duncan Donato, baby face, goes over to Lemieux and just starts going at it. And without hesitation, Susie, Susie, and Borgie, immediately jump right in and Susie does like the like the patented uh sorry Borgie does like the patented move where he like takes down a dude and then just like pins him to the ground like a wrestler and then just sits on him like he's like a like a 12 year like a sixth grader bullying you in the sand pit you know what I'm saying like he's just doing these things and it's so comical and I'm watching it happen, but I'm like this is what I'm talking about this is the team developing an identity like showing teams that they're not going to take any shit standing up for their guys and I thought it was awesome
0: Dude, I'm vibing right now because I'm just listening to you spew art about this, <laughs> like literally spew word art about this awesome brotastic thing that's going on there. I Everybody's was jumping I was in. So pumped. <laughs> And I'm watching the game here, too. And I'm just like, this is an awesome moment. Just, Joey, just keep talking while I watch this game. I'm, I'm enjoying okay, listening cool. to this I'm podcast. podcast. This... No, okay. So another thing, um, <laughs> as Jeff watches the game for us.
1: Another wait, wait, hold up, hold up, hold
0: up. I do want to say is uh, coming up here shortly, we should see uh, the fourth line tonight is we've got uh, uh, yeah, Sprongs. Like so we've got Sprongs on one side. Okay. We got Geeky on the other side, centered by your man. Line with Wright, Shane Wright. So I'm looking for that third line or that fourth line to get uh, get the call here in a second. Right now it's zero zero, um, with about uh, four minutes gone, three minutes gone. Uh, we're getting outshot by Carolina, two 0 nothing. It uh, Carolina looks good, but uh, the Kraken are, are not looking bad, so that's good. And listen
1: here, Dave Haxtell, if you keep doing the healthy scratch for Shane Wright without giving like an explanation, people are going to start like like standing like for a mutiny. So you got to figure that out. So in regards to the game uh, in L.A., what I started thinking about this at the end of the game was as those fights and everything were going down was, I'm like, is this the start of a rivalry? And again, small sample size, too early to tell. But you and I have talked about the Kraken developing a rivalry for obvious reasons. Vancouver gets talked about a lot, but I think that these things have to develop organically. And what I saw from both of those teams was these are two teams that really don't like each other. I'm really excited uh, for them to face off later on in the year and to see how those games go. But if we start to see a Seattle crack and Los Angeles Kings rivalry develop, I am, I am all here for it because that game was a lot of fun and I would like to see more of that style of hockey uh,
0: from the Kraken, so I'm here for it. I think you're right. You know, anytime there's physicality and all that sort of stuff. Ah, oh, shit. God, Who scored? Oh, the Kane scored ugly goal. Uh, my my initial reaction. My initial the puck kind of came out of the corner and they just put it on net. My initial reaction was that might have been a Grubauer mistake. Wait, they're showing the replay right now. Ah, oh, what's going on? The broadcast is getting all screwed up. All right. Off a of face-off, the Kraken win the face-off. They blow it. They lose the puck in their own zone. Put the puck on net. And it was literally just thrown. Wait, hold on. Let's see what's going on. This is thrown on net. Jarvis, number 24, Jarvis. Okay. So a couple of things here. Gru kind of lost sight of the puck and he was down on the ice. The great and they just sign kinda, for a
1: goalie when they can't see where the puck's at or the puck. They at just all.
0: they they can't they, they couldn't. Um, man, man, that sucks. And who was who's playing defense? Somebody should have been put on their ass. Uh, they they were letting these guys sniff the net for too long, and grew lost sight of the puck and he left because uh, he had a stick down on the ice. He like basically like the the zone between his stick. And his side and his arm, a little triangle was open and they tucked it in there. But whoever was playing D back there should have put him down on his ass. Who was it?
1: Yeah, see, and that's the thing. And, you know, it, the, the very first game where we lost in overtime, his save percentage was 0.815, which, you know, when you're paying somebody $5.9 million a year, that's not ideally what you're looking for. Yeah. And he definitely has to shoulder a large part of that blame. But at the same point in time, um, like you're alluding to with what's going on in this game right now, if you're letting guys just hang around in your freaking zone, doing whatever they yep. want, sniffing yep. around the net, like you're not checking them, you're not trying to get a body on them, you're not doing anything, like what the hell do you think is going to happen? Like it's like, he, no, I'm, pro- he, I'm he, processing he it. Yeah, he has a lot of room for improvement, but like so, so do the Kraken. And in fact, there was a quote, I forget which player um, it was from, so that's my bad. But there was a player before this game specifically talking about how uh, the Canes are really good at scoring and they really need to clear the net so they can't stand up there and block his line of sight so he can do his job. And it's like, okay, so now you're, I guess you're just letting them skate around freely. Like, I don't know what's, what's going on. I'm clearly not watching it. There's still a lot of hockey left, so who knows what will happen.
0: No, and we're going on a power play. Uh... Off. Good. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Brandon Tan have just got, uh, what's the call he interfered with. He got interfered with. So they're going to the power play, which would be great. I'm, I'm thinking about what just happened. We're talking about the, the hurricanes game. We're watching it. I'm watching it live. And yeah. it was, it honestly was Grubauer is part of it, but it was a complete sort of breakdown by the team because it was a face-off in the defensive end. We won the face-off and somehow fiddle fucked with the puck and it wound up on Kane sticks. And they ended up just being able to get it, you know, further and further down towards the goal without anybody showing any urgency to get the puck out. So really what I feel like it was, was uh, a combination of the offense, not getting it out quickly, um, losing the puck defense, kind of standing around, not knowing what to do, and then grew kind of losing sight of it. So it really was a full team breakdown. Uh, yeah. did not look good. And again, another early goal, but uh, here we are in the power play. And okay. I'm trying to see who's a, on the top PP unit over here. But uh, Maddie Beniers is in an office over there on the, uh, yeah, he, on the he loves the right, that circle. Office,
1: man, that right circle. He's been practicing a lot during the offseason. And, you know, what? I'm going to use what you just said to, to segue kind of into the last game that we're going to talk about here, which was home opener, uh, Vegas Golden Knights, and what you just said about like the early scoring and, like, you know, the – the not wanting to uh, to get to their spots or having no sense of urgency, and again, fucking cracking shit's happening. Uh, so Kolasar, he scores on. So Martin, first off, Martin Jones gets to start uh, in net. Grubby doesn't look too happy about it, but um, I don't know, I man. You haven't been playing up to that level. Like, are you really surprised? Like Jones just had a great. Uh, A great start in L.A., which, by the way, I do have to make a note, is kind of skewed. If you actually look at, like, the history of Martin Jones playing at the Staples Center, which is now the Crypto.com Arena, he's actually fantastic. First off, he started his career with the Kings. Um, He won a cup with them in 2014. And uh, fun fact for you, in his first ever NHL start, uh, Martin Jones – actually was in a shootout and they ended up winning that game. And he stopped every single skater in the shootout. And then, then the next two starts that he got, uh, he actually had shutouts in both of those games. So that's how he started off his career. So anyways, moving on from that, the reason why I'm talking about all this is because the Kraken again, uh, were sloppy, and as soon as the game starts, they give Vegas Golden Knights a chance, and Colesar takes advantage of it and puts it in the back of the net, and the next thing you know, the Kraken are down one nothing with 12 seconds in. Uh, thankfully, Justin Schultz and Jaden Sw- uh, Schwartz, who was also playing in his 600-career game, uh, they end up scoring both in the third, uh, so it wasn't a total shootout. Uh, thank baby Jesus. But for some reason, it's been two home openers now. And the Seattle Kraken can't figure it out for the home openers. Last year, their home opener was against Vancouver. Uh, they lost that game four to two. Uh, the game was so bad for Martin Jones that Grubby had to replace him in net for the third. And they only got five shots on him in the third. And he stopped all five. So I, I don't know, man. It's uh, the game was really bad. It was just cracking shit from start to almost finished. At at the point like where they we like finally we're not going to get shut out. I was like rejoicing in that, and I shouldn't have to. You know, uh, I
0: shouldn't have to find good moments in that game, but it is what it is. It was rough, and they like I said at the beginning of the podcast is they just out transitioned us like crazy. They just yes. looked so fast, and the Kraken have looked pretty fast this season, but these guys look twice as fast as us. And they just outfasted our fast, if that makes any sense. And it was crazy to watch. It's like, this is horrible. This is like, we I, 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 honestly, I went to bed uh, when it was still 5 nothing. I, like, I couldn't stay awake anymore. Uh, you know, some of the, some of the wine didn't, didn't help that uh, issue. But it just, it, I, I'm telling you, the Mariners, that just totally rough. And some of the vibes are here in this game right now against the Canes. Now, here's the thing is the Hurricanes are a really good team. So that's that's arguably arguably now the Golden Knights you know they're looking pretty solid they're undefeated right now right they're leading the Pacific Division, Um, so the Golden Knights are are looking like they're a pretty good team so that makes sense that you know uh, if they hold that uh, pattern that we you know lost to them pretty heartily but you know to and the Kings are a good team though they just beat Detroit tonight I was watching that game earlier because this is a Red Wings podcast Red Wings Um, podcast
1: by the way for people that don't know
0: absolutely um so like the hurricanes tonight good team uh we're getting out shot six to one i do like the fact that the kraken are out hitting the oh, the canes well okay grubauer just made a nice stop okay our, our, def- our defense is getting stretched then our defense is getting stretched and just not looking good right now um although yanni gord shut ju- he got robbed I don't know if you saw my face like about a, two minutes ago. He got robbed uh, with a he tried to he tried to like tap in his own rebound and he got robbed by a stretched out goalie pad, uh, mm. which is pretty awesome. So that, that was very close. So anyway, they're getting some chances.
1: Yeah, but yeah. I saw the suit that he wore into the game. He had like the three piece on with the vest. And I was like, this guy's going to score a goal tonight. I, in fact, I almost tweeted that out because his suit was so ball. I'm like, oh, Yanni's Yanni's feeling it. You can't well, wear wait that so- suit, Not score.
0: No, based on what uh, I just saw, is that I would say I would put you know, if we're doing prop bets in the middle of the game, um, then I'm going to go ahead and 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 put a bet that that that's going to come true. He's going to score a goal. I look, I, I think I think things are starting to settle down right now uh, a, a little bit. So uh, ideally, we we see some some good work here from the Kraken. But you know, we talked about this, and a lot of people have talked about this. The defense was not really addressed all that well in the off season. And, you know, my theory was always a uh, great offense will help that defense, but they can only do so much. But the Canes are Agreed. definitely taking advantage early of some poor defensive choices and some poor defensive coverage because we're getting out shot and they're quality shots. So, Gro- Grooby just basically stopped a breakaway, which was fantastic. So, good. And really
1: quick, I have to shout out while or we're talking about defense. Actually, we, I think we need to give some credit here to Justin Schultz because that guy is having a sneaky good start to this season i want to say he has three points in three games but like it does and solid um so far it's looked like to look like a really good addition meanwhile there's other other people like the Undertaker that really need to get their shit together and uh, realize that regular season has started and this ain't intermules brother sorry no, that was we- a call that old head coach reference <laughs>
0: <so>. that's right <laughs> uh no, they just joined a replay of Grubauer's save. That was pretty legit. So he bailed us out on that one. So I'll give him credit for that. But Justin Schultz, yeah, he's got you know a couple of points in the power play too. Um, definitely, really, really good player, and he's having a really good season. So I, I do like that, which is which is great. Keep it I up, just, boy. and yeah, you know, with Vince Dunn, Vince Dunn's got two points, so he's scoring, but it's really it's this D, you know, yeah, his um, defenses
1: look shoddy, and he has like the thing. And uh, shout out to Brandon Seely because he was tweeting about this, and I see it every game too, and I couldn't agree more. He gets like this, like wild hair, like every game, like once one time a game where he's like, I'm going to try this risky ass pass. And it always backfires and it usually puts uh, the goaltender. It's usually grew Bauer in a tough spot. And it's like, all right, dude, like, let's just, you know, let's get uh, let's start tightening up the game a little bit here before we start trying to do all the fancy shit.
0: Yep. Yep. No, I, I agree. I, you know, they, they're going to they're going to learn. They got to learn a lot they got some some awesome talent um i know you mentioned it as as i was listening uh you know to you and watching the game here is turbo's goal in the game, in the kings game i loved that goal i loved that goal i love turbo's energy and you can see that energy out there like he would fit in on a team like the Golden Knights with that crazy speed and that crazy transition because this guy's got How dare you
1: say something like that and even put that out there I, I know well, what he's you're saying. ours don't you know what I'm saying of- like
0: I like that that's what I want to be that's what I want to see is that sort of that sort of energy Um, you know so I just want to see some confidence from this team I know they're going to try and find it um, they don't really have it right now but yeah they have the opportunity to 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 build that so. You know, it'd be nice if they could do something tonight, especially after delivering a dud of a game against the Golden Knights for the home fans. Man, I saw some tweets from that game. Ooh, man, we just got a huge slash. Did they get called on that? Yes, he did. Who borgy just got destroyed by a slash? That Ish. was crazy. Yeah, yeah, and he's all right. He's fine. But uh, we're going on the he's power play again. Tough-
1: Mother effer man. I'm I'm the more I watch him play, the more I'm starting to fall in love with Borgie, by the way.
0: Yeah, no, he's he's you know it's funny is like he gets whacked with this this stick. Oh, he drove because he drove. Ooh, yeah. Oh, he got him in the nuts. Oh shit. Hope you're wearing a cup, who, Borgie. Yeah, no Borgie who is that? Babies. Uh is that Nikas? Is that the guy? Is that who it is for the um the hurricanes? He got driven into the boards hard. By borgie and then as you know he was being a little bitch and as uh he got up he gave him a whack across the pp and now they're on the pp so good uh, all right that now, was that
1: was a strong pp because we got to get this thing going here
0: he got he had a cup tap that's for sure uh so no here the the kraken are working the power play but man i tell you what this the 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 canes penalty kill is pretty solid come on work it down work it down
1: All right, so speaking of penalty kill and power play, I actually wrote down, so when you mentioned the good, the bad, and the ugly, I actually wrote down three specific things to talk about, one for each. Do you want to go over those really quick? Let's do it. The good, the bad, the ugly. Give it to me. Okay, so I have the good. PP, strong PP. Uh, Right now, the Kraken are at 38.5%. That puts them fifth overall in the NHL. And a fun fact that I saw that I had to share, um, and I shared this earlier, but against the, the first game in Anaheim, the crack in that game had three power play goals in that game. Last year, they had 32 power play goals in total for the entire season. So if that's kind of putting it in perspective um, where they're at with the power play so far, knock on wood, a lot of season to go. Hopefully that continues. Um, how are you feeling about the good? Are we on the same page with the
0: good? Um, let's see, I'm watching the game. I didn't look at the notes. I'm sorry. I, I don't think we can't do this. I don't know if I can do this anymore. I can't, I cannot have the game on while I'm recording. This this podcast. It's
1: cool. It's no, cool.
0: This, right, this is awesome. I'm,
1: okay. I'm going to go. So then, all right, that's the good, the bad. I have their, their PK, their penalty kill, which is funny because it's like Jekyll and freaking hide with this team. I also have the bad, an honorary mention, uh, getting scored on early. It has to stop. I know it's only three games into the season. I'm not overreacting. It's more so of like, a, this is a trend from last year. I'm hoping it doesn't carry over. Uh, right now, their PK is at 58.3 percent that is currently 30th in the NHL. And again, if you're giving up a goal um, with a minute or with a minute or under uh, to start the game, you're putting yourself in a bad spot. So that's the good, that's the bad. And now here we go with the ugly. and this Wait, is real where- quick yeah, I' am yeah. gonna
0: tell you on the bad, I'm actually gonna flip flop that and I'm gonna choose the getting oh, yeah. scored on early as the bad as a, like okay. you know, See, that's the I had mention there that's why I had
1: honorary mention there
0: I think that's I think that's worse because you know the the penalty kill is bad, right uh, yes. but getting scored on early in now three out of the four games, it puts us on our heels and it really changes the way they play the game, and that's I think that's terrible, so that's 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 pretty bad,
1: yeah. I agree. So this is where it could get uh it could get real topical. I have the ugly and I have goaltending. And I let me just say that first off, we're we're rooting for Grubauer, we're rooting for Jonesy, we're rooting for Dreger to come back, we're a pro Joey podcast, all the things. We're all we're all pro goalie, all pro cracking, whatever. We also recognize that it's three games into the season. So we're not going to hit the panic button yet. Um, you know, uh, we have to give uh, the new goalie coach, Steve Briere time for him to settle in and do his thing. The team needs to settle in and start playing better defense, which they are not doing, and it's setting up their goalies for failure. Now, with all that being said, you cannot pay Philip Grubauer nearly $6 million a year and then, like, you know, lose the opening game of the season to Anaheim in a game in which we outshoot them by 21 shots. You just can't like it's one of those things like that's not acceptable. Uh, An 81 and a half percent save percentage is not going to get it done. That puts you at the bottom of the barrel, if not the worst goalie in the NHL. There's a lot of room for improvement there. I know that he feels the pressure, but honestly, like with that kind of contract, you should because he's on the hook for five more years. And that's a really high AAV. We got to get him going. Uh, Martin Jones had a great game in L.A., but we've gone over this. Historically, he's done great in L.A. And then he comes to Seattle. Uh, Haxel decides to go with him for the home opener. And guess what? He gets lit up like a freaking Christmas tree. And then we had to put Gruby in in the third. So we got to figure this out. But with that being said, I'm not hitting the panic button yet. We're three games into the season. We got to get these guys some time to turn things around. And this also includes the defense. Like, we really got to figure this shit out. Otherwise, it's going to get ugly. And you know the pitchforks are going to come out, but grew like, we need you to really step it up, your man.
0: Yeah, right now what I'm doing with you know the goaltending is I'm not I'm not panicking yet, but I'm sitting forward in my chair and I'm like squinting at the screen because the 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 text is just a little too small, and I'm gonna get out my my bifocals, and I'm just gonna kind of squint and go like, hmm, okay, like I'm watching it a little closely, <laughs> right? So that's that's I'm not panicked yet, but I'm starting to go like, ooh, and like. I might uncover something that makes me go, oh my God, what I can't believe yeah. this. So that's where I'm at right now is the phase of like sitting up, sitting forward, getting the by folks out, and like looking at that at that screen a little harder. Like I just found something that I don't like. Yeah. So that's that's where I'm at with a goaltending. I also wish I, I would love to see all the goals scored against the Kraken. And I would like to see like what was going on with the goaltending in all those situations. Because I can tell you this is as I'm sitting on this goal, it's still one nothing with about seven minutes left in the first uh, Canes. That goal, I'm going to put on the defense and not Grubauer. So at first, I was kind of like pissed at Gruby, but I think that was a, a weak effort by the D. So I need more aggression from this defense, and I want to see some fire here. So goaltending, defense, it's all kind of ugly right now. So we need to see something, some spark. We need some urgency here. So I don't know what, what Hack does to, to – to fire this team up but they got to get their shit together when it comes to that
1: i agree i mean that 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 sums it up and uh you know it's a hard reality to face because we all you know we're rooting for the same thing here but you got to call a spade a spade sometimes but that so far is the good and the bad and the ugly and again we are well aware that it's three games into the season but you know we still have to talk about this stuff hopefully it's not you know developing patterns and as the season goes on we'll have more and more of a sample size and we can
0: start to figure out like where the team's really strong at and where they need some work Exactly, exactly. So, you know, Joy mentioned it earlier in the in the in the podcast about uh, maybe making that bet on Maddie Baneers, which is I think a lock, an absolute lock. He's correct about that Calder Trophy. That will happen. Um you should be thinking about DraftKings, right? So, it is finally time. It is finally here the regular season and it is made to be much more fun with DraftKings Sportsbook. And you should totally get in on the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Season of a lifetime when you get with them and have some fun, new customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. Right? So if you did it tonight, uh, maybe I'm hoping, I'm hoping something happens here with this, uh, uh, this the life of the crack and they got to get their inspired here. So, you know, maybe you can go and put some money down using that DraftKings Sportsbook app and maybe make some cash there, which by right now, uh, Burkowski just went into the penalty box. So now we're on the kill with six Damn. minutes left. So Thank I don't God know, we're not I
1: 30 from the NHL on the kill. Oh, wait. Oh,
0: <laughs> anyway, I was saying you can bet $5 if you're a new customer on any team and you'll get 200 dollars in free bets if they win. And there's also two, you can turn those small bets into big bets with same game parlays, which is pretty cool. So you can just pet, you know, have fun with a couple of bucks, right? Combine multiple bets with which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and you can get an even bigger payout, right? It's safe, secure, reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want, which is huge. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, that's the Hockey Podcast Network. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they win. Uh that's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So Love you, DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, we are uh, 35 seconds into the penalty kill, and we're doing all right. So,
1: Okay. All right. Uh, Here we go. Uh, I will drink to that.
0: Yeah. Take a sip. Uh, Philip Grubauer is getting a good look. The defense is doing a good job of, of making sure that uh, Gru can see the puck, right? They're not crowding the net. They're spread out. They're playing that defensive, you know, diamond pretty well, which is awesome. So, so do far, do you certainly- think?
1: I have to ask this question before we move on again, lifelong hockey fan noob. Do you think that the issue with, and I'm going back mostly to last season, because again, that's a pattern that's developed. We've, we've seen it. We understand it. But do you think that the early giving up of the goals and uh, the goalie play and the defense and that effort, do you think that's a personnel issue or do you think it's a coaching issue? And, or you can just be, you know, say the cop-out thing and just say a little bit of both.
0: <laughs> no, no, that, that, that's a personnel issue. I don't think it has anything to do with coaching. I mean, you've got, you know, you've got a breakdown of, uh, of whether it's the goaltending, their defense, or, you know, poor forecheck by the offense. Something's going on where they're not fired up enough to say, we cannot get scored against, you know, we can't be the first to give up a goal. And I don't know if that's like, you know, like with my kids, like, okay, cool. It's Halloween time. Yeah. Y'all I need to start doing some chores or whatever. So get a little candy. Like I, maybe he can have like a Reese's pieces, you know, a, a Seattle crack and beanie filled with Reese's peanut butter cups. And you know, if if we don't get scored on first or early, then everybody gets a peanut butter cup. But if not, you have to eat candy corn. You know what I'm saying? Like something like that. So maybe what do Germans cooking...
1: love. What do Germans love? And like a bratwurst with some sauerkraut on it. We'll dangle like some sauerkraut in front of Groovy oh, and be like, hey, if you you know, if you would do, do... Good, we can put the goal. We got some sauerkraut at intermission. In fact, there's a whole yeah. giant tub of it in the locker room. It's very Actually, yeah, that's okay.
0: one of the most popular German candy bars is Da Plumpit. What? Yeah, you didn't know that. this. I don't. I just made that up. Justin no, Bieber in Cincinnati one time. <laughs> no, made, I just it? made it up. Yeah, that <laughs> And like it, and like, because like, man, those European the European candy bars. By the way, we're in the depths. Where's that beanie?
1: No, we we are officially in the depths.
0: Yeah, the the like, your people go nuts for European candy, and I don't know if Europeans think. That much about our American. Well, you said Europeans,
1: like you said, you people. And I was going to make you on top of What do you mean, you people?
0: <laughs> no, no, you people,
1: you people, <laughs> you people on your candy bars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but
0: uh, no, Da Plumfit, which we should totally you go to the
1: store. Who wants a Da Plumfit?
0: <laughs> yeah. I may or may not have, have bought the URL com, So maybe I'll get Da Plumfit.com. I you need know, Da Plumfit.org forward it slash. Sounds delicious. Delicious. Oh my God. Ebs, just shoot it. Come on, man. We had a, basically a, a quick little two on one, and Ebbs tried too hard. Ebbs reminds uh, okay, I'm going to get some flack for
1: saying this, whatever. It's a funny analogy in my head. I just thought of it because I just finished the, epi- the most recent episode of House of the Dragon. Eberly reminds me of Sir Kristen Cole in House of the Dragon. And for those that watch that show, know what I'm talking about. Like, to go from like the most beloved character to, like, have the quick 180. I mean, the guy was the first all-star for the Seattle Kraken, and now he's, like, a shell of himself. And he seems like a lot of times he's not putting in a lot of effort. Uh, the goal scoring there, he seems kind of passive, like he'd rather give the puck up. Sir Christian Cole, uh, the same thing, start off really hot. Everyone was rooting for him. And guess what? One episode, 180. So I'm just throwing it out there. Is Eberly the Sir Christian Cole the Seattle Kraken? Find out on next week's episode. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I got a lot of catching up to do on that show, which is yes, you do. All, I also purposely
1: them. didn't spoil it for anybody there. But thank you, I feel thank pretty you proud of that analogy. It's the beer starting to kick in. I'm feeling creative over here.
0: Apparently, no, that's good. You got you to gotta get the juice going. I, you know, Ebs is the effort was there, which is great, but he should have just put the puck on it. Here's what I'm discovering so far: keys to the game. Like if I if I'm running the route, uh, if I'm working with Piper Shaw, and we're talking about the uh, the route, you know, sports. Keys to the game, you know how you always get that at the beginning of every broadcast. Yes, yes, yeah, of course. Don't give up early goals. Okay. So um mm-hmm. that's one. And then shots, pucks on net. I think great things happen uh when the Kraken are out shooting their opponents. And right now we're not, yeah. We're you know, so I think lots and lots of pucks on net, that's what leads to scoring opportunities, and that's where I would have wanted to see and seen abs just put the put the puck on the net, just shoot it. We just need Gosh. shooters. I agree,
1: and as somebody that has been watching hockey for that long, to me it's a common sense thing. It's like, hey, the more times you put the puck on the net, the more opportunities you are giving yourself to score and your teammates to score. Lots of rebounds, all that good stuff. Keeping you know, keeping the the opponent's defense, like keeping them on their heels, all that good shit. So,
0: anyways, I think we're beating. The he dragon. did it! Oh my gosh! How, what? Okay, Yanni well, is going to. Oh, oh my God! How, how did that not go in? Okay, this line. Uh, who's we got? Turbo Yanni and who else is skating with them? This is an awesome line. This is the line so far. Is that Jaden Schwartz, Turbo
1: Yanni, and Schwartz on the same line? No, 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 no. No, no Turbo and Jared, Yanni. No, no, no. J- It's Jared McCann. Jared McCann. It's, okay, yeah, Father Canner. That's right. That's right. Okay, so
0: and he's wearing a face mask. Um, what like like oh, Hannibal Lecter? No, he's wearing like a (laughs) a full, like he's playing in the NCAA. He's wearing a full face shield. Um, Oh, that's interesting. Wait, who is Canner? Yes. Yes. Which I don't know what's going on there, but okay. So, um, so Yanni was in front of the net and, uh, brought the puck in the, in the zone and the couple, a shot went in front of the net and then rebounded turbo, put it back on the net and it bounced out in front to Yanni Uh and Yanni had an open top shelf and he roofed it and it was a wide open net. Yeah. And he he put it over the net. Like I'm gonna watch Damn this. it.
1: Yanni. I saw you wear the suit. I felt confident saying you were gonna score. I was actually even gonna Ooh. put some money on it. Cause I was so confident when I saw the swag level. Oh. I was like, oh, this guy's gonna score tonight. Oh
0: this my gosh. Crazy. Great defense. Great defense by the Canes. They blocked okay. this epic well, shot. Like Yanni, Yanni Gord is getting a goal tonight. He's on fire. He's playing okay. he's playing like he should be the captain, which is what should happen. So okay. all right. So we do need to get to no dumb questions. And this is this could go on we could go on for another 2 hours with this. No, oh, I, I know you can. You're so passionate about this. I love it. Uh so the no dumb question and by the way, here's what no dumb questions is, is on our show is if you have a question and maybe you're newer to hockey and it could be anything at all about the game of hockey or anything related to hockey And you don't want to like, you know, reach out to another podcast because they will literally just email you back like a laughing and pointing emoji. um, And they just don't, they don't like you. They actually hate you. Okay. Um, But you know, we're I don't know what podcast it is because we're pretty tight with most of the Kraken podcasts and they're all pretty cool. Um, But anyway, if you've got a question that you want to get answered, reach out to us. We will find the answer for you. We will discuss in a segment called no dumb questions. And, This week's No Dumb Question has to do with those damn digital dasher board (laughs) advertisements. And this was, you know, from game one, we were talking about this. Well, on Saturday night when we were getting destroyed, I think everybody was having a good time bitching about these these dasher board advertisements. Yes. And and we got a, a. A couple of really good questions to our initial tweet. Okay, and this is the initial tweet that I put out. Doesn't matter what team you root for. Hit like if you agree. The digital dasher board ads on broadcast are too distracting and have got to go. And then here's what we're going to use for our no-dumb question. Frankie says, how are they distracting? And I love that. He asked a question like he was like, how and are they said, distracting? Open
1: your fucking eyes, Frankie. That's how they are distracting. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs>
0: talking also,
1: Frankie
0: Frankie <laughs> no like I appreciated that because I retweeted his thing and I gave yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I gave my breakdown of it like I think that's pretty cool he you know he didn't he didn't come at it like how are they no, distracting he's Genuinely
1: asking I'm just talking shit no yes. he was genuinely asking how are they distracting so I want to hear your standpoint on it, and then I'll come in with mine because like a lot of things you and I have opposed like not opposing but different viewpoints on stuff so I want to hear where you're coming out uh, in, in regards
0: to the, the dasher boards the digital advertisements So for me, first of all, is, I don't know. I just, I just know they're not there. Like from the first moment I saw them, like those, those are definitely not, those are, those are digitally imposed because like the whole dasher board across the entire arena is there. And you can kind of see a little digital garble um, looking between like the plexiglass partitions. You can see a little digital garble. So you can just, just enough to make you go like, Oh, that's digital. And I'm going to say this though, Joey is tonight watching this game while we're talking, I'm concentrating on the puck a lot tonight. I'm not noticing it as much. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can tell it's digital. I don't like that. It takes up the entire dasher board. So it's very obvious that it's like the whole ice says Seattle crack in the next wave right now, Seattle crack in the next wave right now. Right. And, Oh my God. We, they almost scored again. Okay. This is a good game. It's a good game. It's close. Okay. This goal. But the other thing is like, they should at least ban the ads that move, that have a moving component to it. Like there's, there's a couple of them that I've seen where a puck is moving across the, like the dasher board, like a digital puck or a digital blazer or something like that. And that makes you just focus completely on that dasher board. Oh, man, shot off the the, the post, beat Groovy, bounced back into him, and he covered it up. That was close. Oh, that was God. close. Still won nothing. Still one nothing. This is a good you game. Say, you need I to
1: like. give those posts a nice little love tap, a little tap, tap, tap-a-roo.
0: This is this, – I'm going to say it here, and I, I don't like to have to say this every game, but next goal wins this game, I think.
1: God dang it, you're doing that already. What? Are we still in the first? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Next yeah. goal wins this game. <laughs>
1: okay. Hey, uh – OK, so is that how you that's how you feel overall about the the
0: digital, the dasher boards? It's going to take some time for me to get used to it. I guess I'm going to have oh. to get used to it. It's yes, it's the movement of it. It's when they change and switch and they just look fake. Like I need yes. I need I need Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg. And Bill Gates,
1: I don't want any of those guys near hockey, yeah. but I get all, all of, of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> get God, those fucking nerds out of the rink. Yeah, get, get them out. Get them out here to fix this shit. Like get in here, fix this for me. Right. Because yes. yes, exactly. it's not going anywhere. It's probably first of all, how much do they cost? That's what I want to find <laughs> out. Well, I want to call
1: shells fucking cha ching, cha ching. So that they don't give a shit about any of this stuff.
0: But it's all but it's it's I think it's at the root sports level. Like whoever owns the broadcast can do it. Like, so they have this technology. So like it's a root sports thing. So it's not astronomical, it's it's not cheap, I guarantee it. But that's what I'm gonna find. You know what I need to do? Is I did reach out to a Kraken advertising rep last year. Mm-hmm. Um to We were like two
1: episodes in. You're like, I'm shooting my shot. I'm like, do go for it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I didn't get any info. (laughs) I'm going to reach out to and say, how much those digital dashboards cost? Like, I want to know. We we need to get that dirt for the next podcast. Like, how much does it cost to get...
1: They say $10. I got five on it. You know what I'm saying?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You mean crowdfund something? But like...
1: Oh, we totally could. And we could totally
0: do that. What's your take? What's
1: your take? So, I do think they are distracting. I think the distraction level of them is a little overblown. I think it's one of those, like... I don't think it's necessarily like old man yells at clouds level, but I do think it's, I do think it, the the distraction of them is being exaggerated with that being said, a couple of things. So one I'm watching, you know, baseball playoffs. I was watching game three in Seattle and uh, they do the same thing where they have the digital dasher boards and they're on like the backstop. So when you're watching like the over the shoulder angle of the pitcher throwing to the batter, you can see it on either side of the hitter. It's the same freaking issue. They, like, these digital dashboards, they're just not well done. They did not fit the dimensions of the backstop at all. Like, they're so out of place and clearly, like, not really there. And it's, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, okay, you have agreed for these digital advertisements to rotate because you are getting paid tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars, depending on the sport and the deal that's in place for it. So with that being said, I think that you should, you know, maybe work a little bit on like maybe even having like the digital advertisements, advertisements like I don't know, fit the fucking dimensions of the space are supposed to be fit in. That's the part that bothers me the most. In an ideal world, and I know this will never happen, especially like a sport like baseball, this could easily be done. But in a sport like hockey where things are moving so fast, I would love it to where if they're going to constantly shift and go to the next advertisement, because again, everyone's trying to get their money's worth, I would love it if they could like shift the digital screen to the next one when the camera was like focused on a different part of the ice. Like, yeah. okay, now we're focused on this end of the ice. So now we can rotate these ones. So by the time they go back, the camera pans back over those advertisements are in place. I am asking for the impossible. I know that's never going to happen. And I know that because one, that would take way too much manpower, resources, time and efficiency. And I don't trust any broadcasting, whatever to do any of that. And two, like I just said, these advertisements, they don't even fit the freaking dimensions of the spaces that they are taking up. So that is the part that bothers me. I also, to your credit, I don't like how they have like moving pucks and stuff like that. I yeah. don't get how when you're watching a game where you're trying to focus on the puck on the ice and there's a digital board that's three feet from the actual puck and the digital board is a puck moving across ice. It's like, dude, this is this is too much for me. And as a person with like severe ADHD, I have to really focus now when I'm really sitting down and I'm watching a game, like when I'm watching a cracking game, we're not like recording a podcast and actually watching it. I do a pretty good job. I can kind of tune that stuff out, like disassociate in a way, but it's still an issue. I just think it's one of those things that like, everyone's going to talk about it now and they're going to hate it. It's like when they started putting, uh, like, like, Uh, NBA reference, for example, I remember when the NBA decided that on the front of their jerseys, they were going to start including patches of advertisers and sponsors, and everyone was up in arms. How can you do this? This is going to ruin the jerseys, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? A year, maybe two later, I don't even think it was that long. No one gave a shit. And now the NBA raked in hundreds, hundreds of millions of dollars, and it's not something that anybody notices anymore. I don't know if this will necessarily be a thing because I realize that they are two very different things. But with that being said, I think over time, we will adjust. But I also hope on their end that they adjust as well and spend a little bit more money to at least make these digital billboards look somewhat like it's a like it's a billboard in real life because I think the quality of it is pretty low-res, and I'm not a fan of that.
0: No, you're right, man. I, I, you have some really good you know, other angles there. And I, I, I'm wondering a couple of things on what you were saying is there's a human that's, that's managing that. And I'm wondering, it's, you know, like, I'm sure, I'm sure there's some is computer aided as well, but so, there's somebody probably like pushing a lever or a switcher or something that like changes those things around, or at least programming, programming them. So like, is it live where they do it live? I don't know. But you know, as the season goes on, maybe the root sports person is going to be that much better at it and they're going to get a little smoother with it. Right. So there's that. The other thing I was thinking of about the advertising dollars is did the people who bought the in rink dashboard ads that are like, you know, on the actual that da- like painted and on to the actual dashboards, Did they like, you know, the season start and they're like, Oh, well shit. This isn't cool. I, nobody told me they were gonna do digital overlays. <laughs> like, I would if, like
1: I would not be surprised they threw an intern in there. By the way, like, some or like some like low level paid employee. like, hey, by the way, you're in charge. And this, like, wait, what? Hey, by the way, uh, every two minutes, swap out T-Mobile with uh with freaking Verizon or, or whatever the fuck.
0: Oh no! Look, look, you know, like. One of my biggest annoyances in social media is like it, big brands who are like, "Oh, sorry, it was the social media intern that said something crazy like no, it wasn't you're a, it was a highly paid agency that fucked up um, <laughs> wasn't an intern in charge of a you know billion dollar business on Twitter yeah. um, and, but but <laughs> that 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 actually you know as part of um as part of you know some big media outlets in my day, it is kind of that way. <laughs> sometimes with lots of things like people who have to push the buttons and make things happen. I was one of those people who was like an idiot. And there was a couple of times I was in charge of like some very important broadcasts. I was like so nervous. I'm like sweating, like pushing buttons going like, Oh my God, if I screwed this up, it's like, so anyway, there is a little bit you of know, that there too. I used to,
1: I used to run, I won't name his name, but I used to run a very faint, a very, very famous celebrity's Twitter account. I was in full blown charge of it. And I was in college. I was like, Joey, I was 22. I was hammered all the time. I mean, imagine me now, like now, now shave off 15 years. Joey,
0: <laughs> Joey,
1: yeah, what's up? You got to tell us. I'm going to tell you, and then I'm going to have Brandon bleep it out. No, it'll make see. it'll make for good. All right, you want me to? Okay. You want me to, you want me to honestly it's up to tell you. Me? I mean, do you right, do I'll you help. have some sort of a non compete? Like, can you get sued for saying that? I just don't want to ruin his particular image because his image is very, very consistent. still active. Oh yeah. Okay. Still okay. Do, and still doing
0: his thing, and you would never
1: guess if I never told you.
0: Okay. Well, we can bleep this out. Make, All right. Make note. I
1: What's- I used to run the Twitter account for. <laughs> like
0: I was. That's more bleeps. We need lots of bleeps. I we need lots of bleeps. Yeah. So I had to bleep that out twice. But I was him. Okay. It was That's pretty, pretty wild. wild.
1: It was pretty wild because I had full blown authority. I've been mean, talking like everything he tweeted. I was me replying to instant messages was me all that stuff and it was nuts because again i was in college and guess what i was working in an unpaid internship (laughs) wow that's pretty awesome good so anyways random but to your point like like we were talking about like those things do happen right like these things happen like not every corporation is going to have some uh high paid firm uh, pulling the levers behind the scenes. Sometimes it's an idiot named Joey in college who has an unpaid internship and he's
0: drunk all the time, and you're handing him the keys. Well, I also was in those same exact shoes. You know, lots of sports broadcast. Um, actually, just I had a memory out of the blue. I used to run the board for Plymouth Whalers hockey games um, at the AM station that I was at. Like it was the it was the local. You know, uh, we were the the flagship station AM radio station. Uh, nice for for the Plymouth Whalers so that was kind of cool I got to like listen to hockey games and run it and it was pretty pretty awesome now we probably nice. had like 12 listeners so it wasn't really that uh you know um yeah. yeah but anyway so yeah all right so the takeaways are this is it seems to be pretty negative I do feel like ne- <laughs> even your negative sounds so positive here's the takeaways pretty negative <laughs> yeah I think I, I think that um you know the the overall sentiment so far, but just like anything else, is we're all pissed off at you know for a little while, and then we just kind of like complacency accept it. We get beaten into submission, and we're just gonna be like, okay, cool, all right, we'll dude, just deal you, with it. Sorry,
1: do you hear all that rustling in the background? Is that your cat, dude? That's that's Theo. So James Sullivan, the package that he sent uh, our gift in. Theo is ripping it to shreds. So this podcast is about to wrap. <laughs> like oh, the, he's, he's going nuts. <laughs> the depths we are in the
0: depths. Oh my Cats god! Cats attacking
1: stuff. Yeah, I don't know what's happening.
0: All right, so I'm going to predict for this game. You have not seen it. I hope you uh, can flip it on once the podcast is done. Oh yeah, as soon as
1: this is over, I'm watching the rest of it for sure.
0: I think the Kraken win this game four two. They got to they got to they got to solve they got to solve uh, uh, Anderson in the net. I do like this. I'll leave you with this. Oh, yeah. Frederick
1: Anderson, the guy
0: that stopped 31 and out of 32 shots last Wednesday against Columbus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty good. (laughs) Uh, The 32 crew, Brandon, had a nice summary of the um, first period. Let me read this, and we'll we'll wrap the show up so you can go deal with your cat. Despite the goal cracking off to a better start, Carolina's overall defense and penalty kill is very solid. Need to find a way to challenge Anderson. Which is exactly right. So we had a cool. uh, we you know uh, eleven shots for them, six for us. We did pretty well in the face-offs, which is nice. Although that one face-off win led to the goal, so there's that. Um, so there's 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 something brewing here. I think they can pull this off. I think they can pull this off. They can stay calm. I need Yanni Gord to cash in. I'm gonna say Yanni's gonna have two goals. Um, I'm gonna say Burakovsky gonna score again, and I'm gonna throw in a. I'm going to throw in a geeky, and Stephen Wright gets a uh, Stephen Wright. Stephen hey, man. Wright? <laughs> Shane Wright. <laughs> so I was playing hockey for the Seattle Kraken. <laughs> What's a Kraken? I don't know. Um, That was the worst Stephen, I, Wright was impersonation. Stephen Wright impersonation.
1: And there's going to be two people that hear that and know exactly what you're doing, which is fantastic.
0: Shane Wright gets his first point tonight. <laughs> Stephen Wright oh my god i'm so exhausted i I have the high part down (laughs) that's that that is good um that is that is excellent uh hey look at pipes piper shaw look at that she's doing the uh under the podcast we gotta have her back on this year yep and she's talking to the dundertaker my man vince dunn it's got a great jawline now he's got some sweet say. hair dude this guy vince dunn's got oh, some sweet hair he's got
1: he's got underrated flow under does lettuce. no he really does he
0: really does yep mm, yep yeah, yeah. vince dunn's right, gonna wrap dude. this up so we can okay. watch hockey okay go watch some hockey Sorry, I'm just trying to keep you on here as long as possible. I know you're trying yeah. to get out of here. <laughs> I just we come back on 10 minutes later. You guys still here? <laughs> All right. So anyway, the Depths has brought, been brought to you by a friend James on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Thank you, James, at CrackenPod. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this thing. We have officially m- reached the Depths uh, only four games into the season. Uh, so regular season Depths, here we are. But thank you so much for supporting this Kraken Pod, And uh, we are going to leave you with the Chirp of the Week. Are we going to use the Chirp of the Week that went viral? There's a viral one? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, the fucking Pipsqueak one?
1: Oh, shit. You know what? And uh, I don't have it pulled up right now, but a couple of people sent that to us. I'll use that, dude. Hell yeah, let's go with that. It makes my job a lot easier. I'm not on YouTube, you know, digging up clips from 97.
0: Oh yeah, this was a great one uh, from a game the other night. Uh, I I don't I totally forget the context of what was going on, but it is hilarious. What is a chirp? It's when hockey players talk shit to each other on the ice. They're so lame when it comes to microphone interviews and and post game interviews. They're but they're full of personality. So have a great week. Let's get this four to two win over the Canes, and we'll leave you with the Kraken Pod chirp of the week. To say to the bench as he comes by. So. Hey. And I'm not sure, but...